Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we cover all things Marvel Crisis Protocol, and we cover a new character every week. This week, we're going to be doing the Shadow King, and I'm your host, Fred. I'm Brad. I'm Brandon. And I'm Steven. How's it going, guys? How is everybody doing? How are you doing today, Brad? I'm doing fine. That's good to hear. How are you doing, Brandon? Good. Had a good day yesterday. Gonna have a good day today. Gonna be a good time. Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, how are you doing, Stephen? Well, it's gray, drizzle, and a sunny day in Cleveland. So it's actually rather warm here today. Yeah, it is. It's it's above sixty. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I, we're at I fifty. Have, I have not been outside, so it is it is nice out. It's very yeah. nice out. I just took my dog out and uh, made the mistake of putting sweatpants and a hoodie on before I walked out <laughs> there and immediately regretted it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite nice. Uh, I'm quite tired. If You may be able to hear that in my voice, everybody. I was up till 2 a.m., which is not something that I'm used to doing. But, oh well. We will soldier on. Well, uh, so there is some news. Uh, we well before I go into the 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 big news, let's talk about tournaments. Uh, the there is a tournament on December the sixteenth at Lost Legion Games and Comics in South Charleston. If you're going to be in the area, come on down. We'd love to have you. Uh, have we determined what that tournament is going to be? It's just going to be a standard tournament. Nobody had any other St- ideas. So standard MCP tournament. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's what it's going to be. Uh, and other than that, I don't know of anything else um, that's happening in the area. So come on down and play some games. Now, the the news that I was mentioning earlier is that we now know what all of the tactics cards in the the Hero Falls... What's it called? Hero Battle Falls? Uh, Combat Falls. Battle for the Throne. Battle for the Throne. Yeah, the box is called Battle for the Throne, uh, but the big terrain piece is called Warrior Falls, and I keep... Warrior Falls. I keep accidentally calling it Warrior Falls. Okay. (laughs) The uh, Battle for the Throne box containing the new King T'Challa and new Killmonger, we now know what all of the cards are. Uh... Do you want to... Let's go through them, because some of them are quite interesting. Uh, I'll do the first one. Uh, Bast's Blessing. Uh, this is a an attack card uh, where uh, it's active and it costs an action. And T'Challa, so that's either one of the Black Panthers, uh, may spend three power to play this card. T'Challa makes the attack shown above. And it is a mystic attack called Power of the Mother God. It is range three, six dice, and has zero cost. Aside, It costs three, essentially. Uh, and before damage is dealt, place this character within range one of the target character. And then on a wild, wild, on a double wild, there is an effect called Hunter's Joy. Choose an enemy character within range two of the target character that has not been targeted by Power of the Mother God this turn. This character makes a Power of the Mother God attack targeting the chosen character. 
All right. What? Let, let's take these one at a time. Uh, what is everyone's thought on this? Uh, I, I, I'll I'll go first. I'm unimpressed by this particular one. I, it's nice to have one that you can attack multiple times, but how frequent is a double wild trigger going to happen on uh, six dice? Uh, not very. Not frequently. Uh, it's nice that you get placed within range one, and if you can really fish out that double wild... I mean, I guess if you put him with the new captain, it makes it much more likely. You, you 20% can't, chop. You can't do he has to be Fred. has to be in Wakanda. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Wakanda-specific, so never mind. Never even mind about that. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'm unimpressed by this. I think it's... Uh, it doesn't do enough to be worth three power. Hey Fred, well, you want to play the game? You want to play a game? I, I, is it the game that I'm wrong? <clears throat> Am I wrong? No, no. Remember, remember how I always say, like every time we get like tactics cards, there's always like a bad one, a fun one, and then like a pretty playable one. Okay. Same scenario. This is the bad one. Well, is I... that? Oh, this is the game. This the game <laughs> is we have to determine which one it is. Yeah, we got. We have to determine which ones are which. I don't okay. think this. I think these are. I think the two attacks are fun. I think they're. Yeah, bad. I think they're, they're bad. bad. They're actually. I think this is bad. I think this is not good. The the I, the attacks taking an action makes them not worth taking. You get five tactics right. cards. If you get extra yeah. attack from a tactics card, probably worth taking, at least considering. Well. I actually like this on the original Black Panther the best because he has um, the full rerolls that he can do. And but again, has... these, these are fun cards you play with your friends or like your kids at your kitchen table. And you can That's... do this with uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is technically a cost zero, even though you have to pay three to use the card. It No, you can't. You can't? Oh, because it costs an action. It costs an action. Yeah, you have right. to yeah. do Use an action, action you... to play the card, and then you right, and then you follow. Then, then you follow yeah. up with Wakanda Forever. You can combo it after, but okay, if you, you wouldn't do be that, able to make the attack. So you use the action to play the card, not to make the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. So Wakanda Forever doesn't give you anything with this card. Right, but I'm just saying with um, Mantle of the Black Panther on the original, this would give you the rerolls. You could do this attack, do another attack, and then do another attack with Wakanda Forever. Okay, yeah, but you can do that anyway without this card. There's different attacks. Well, it all depends on who you're going into. But yeah, I, I, I don't rate this card highly either. So yeah, yeah. I, I was just trying to think of the root Goldberg machine that would make this card work. That's <laughs> basically these are now, fun cards you play at the kitchen table, right? Uh, well, I think it's just not. I, I get what you're saying. I think it's just not great. Uh, yeah. Now, how frequent are Mystic cards in Wakanda? Like or Mystic attacks, I should say. Uh, are there a lot? That no. Yeah, there are none. One, so this is they? maybe this one and the other one. Are maybe just them saying, "Hey, here are some mystic attacks in case you desperately need them." 
Do we want to talk about that for some other reason one now? Yeah. Uh, what well, is that? The next one uh-huh. in alphabetical order. Yes. It is. Uh, okay. So yes, let's talk about uh, Killaluna's glory. Uh, the, uh, volunteer time. Who wants to take this one? I will. Brandon's taking it. All right. Uh, Vengeance of the Betrayer God. It's a range three attack for seven dice. It costs zero power after you play it for an active action. You have to be Wakanda affiliated. Either Killmonger can play this card. It costs three power like the previous, and then you get to make the attack. Um, the attack special power is that after the attack is resolved, the target character loses power equal to the damage dealt. For each power lost this way, an allied character may gain one power. Now, I think this one's way better than the previous one. This is the one you take. If you yeah, want to put a mystic attack in your list, this is the one you take. I also don't think this is worth it either. No. But this is it's this closer. is better. It's closer. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> so this is also a I mean, so this this card was close for me because it was like it's really close to being really good against Immortal Hulk, except for it's Mystic. And for whatever reason, Immortal Hulk has five Mystic defense for some reason. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah. So like any way to like, cause you get to take the power off. So like, it's one of those like weird things. But I, if you're gonna take one, I think this is the one you take. And except for I don't know if I mean Wakanda's probably not. I mean they probably don't have a ton of tactics cards they really like have access to. So like you might be kind of short on like uh, tactics cards. Okay. I still. But, I'm still very questionable about whether this is worth taking. It's no, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. It's yeah. It's again. It's just. It's one of those cards. If you're gonna play it, you're gonna play it at home for fun, and like, for, because you're because your kid's only playing a character that's really weak against Mystic attacks. Yeah, and you you just want to sh- show them things exist. You're playing against the. Well, we'll go over that later. Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, that's Killaluna's glory. It's it's better than Bast's blessing, I think. I think it's I think it's probably substantially better, but it still doesn't quite cross the line into being worth the point, worth the tactics card slot. I'm I'm not sure. You may have made a good uh point that Wakanda might have enough slots to justify this one. It's, I mean, this card's just, it's, like, if, if you want to build a scenario, it's good against the big characters that want power. Um, and so, like, if you're playing against Ultron and, like, Ghost Rider all the time, trying to take power off of them to, like, finish them off and make sure they don't have the power to, like, deal with the devil or bring Ultron, whatever, Age of Ultron? Is that the name of Age of Ultron, Ultron, yeah. Yeah, Age of Ultron. So, like, stuff like that, but... It's, I mean, anything that, like, loses power and can spread power off is at least, like, something you can look at. Um, I don't think it's necessarily good enough, but, like, I feel like there are, unlike the other one, I actually think this one has, like, niche, like, playability. Yeah. And now, I should clarify, this is not the same effect as uh, Ghost Rider's uh, Penance Stare, because they still gain power from damage that they take. They just also lose power. So it's a net correct? Is that correct? Am I correct on that read? I've closed it and opened the other card. I believe that I'm correct because Penance Stare specifically says that they do not gain power from the... Yeah. You're right. So they would still gain power from the damage that they take from this attack. 
they would well, just they would, also lose it. They would just stay net neutral. Right. So, so if, they're in a spot, if they're in a spot where they, like, need the extra, like, like, as someone who plays Ghost Rider a lot, like, I don't always save all my power if I have, like, some amount of health left. Like, I will account kind of, like, I'm going to gain more power. Uh, and this card can kind of trap people into scenarios. Also, you can stun them with other characters in Wakanda, and then they would actually lose power. But that's just getting a little too... I mean, you're right. Far down that's, in the that, rabbit hole. Correct. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, the next one is called Synthetic Heart-Shaped Herbs. Uh, who wants to do this one? I'll do this one. All right, Brad, it's go for it. It's unaffiliated active. Uh, either of the Killmongers can play it. They spend one power. They gain poison, and they gain a character or terrain throw size three or less within range two, throw it short, once per turn. So they get that superpower for the rest of the game. Cost three for the throw. Okay. Okay. So this this rules. This this Hey, hey Fred. Hey you, Hey Fred, you figured out the good one. Yeah, this is a good one. This one Hey, one. I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> I know what's good and I know what's bad. This is well, a good card. <laughs> the fact that this is unaffiliated makes this really good and this just makes my life slightly more complicated because now I want to play Killmonger back into my Criminal Syndicate list. Yeah. yeah. This is this card good enough. I feel like this you play this card first turn. And you yeah. spend one of his actions to clear poison. Yeah. And then you're set for the rest of the game. There's it, no reason not to do that. Just literally the first thing you do is play the card, take, move. And then move. Yeah. And then you can move on the back point. Yeah. Uh also it it is worth mentioning that if he has the throw active and you have played usurp the throne on the original killmonger mm -hmm. you can finish the character off with a this throw yep and still gain the two victory points yeah i i how, all right here's the follow-up question if you're playing um if you're playing the first killmonger does he have two cards stapled to the back of his card now as in Usurp the Throne and Synthetic Heart-Shaped Urge? I don't think you always play Usurp the Throne, but close. It's close. This one's really quite up there. Uh, here is my next follow-up. I think it depends on like your tactics card situation, too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But um, Like Criminal how... Syndicate specifically, there's like five cards they almost always want to take. So cutting that down to three is real rough. Like you're cutting like cruelty, shadow organization, like this is the robbery. Um, like you're, those are the kinds of cards you're cutting. You have to cut two of those to take, yeah. you know, or patch up or brace just to take, you know. Well, we don't always have, uh, some of us don't get to bring that many awesome cards there, Brandon. Some That's of us true. don't get to do that. No, this uh, is like, and this works out really well in, um, you know, for you, Fred. You can play them in, uh, what's the thing? What is the thing? 
uh, it's I no cabal like he's good in cabal now like it's a it kind of staples it into like a cabal situation like even though cabal's got good cards like I think if you're splashing him too in other affiliations now I think they're I think they're both stapled to him. Um, I don't know if you always play usurp the throne either. That's what though. I said. Yeah. So I because I, there are like when you're playing against like if you're playing against Brotherhood and you expect Hulk Magneto like Juggernaut I'm probably not taking that card. Probably not taking either of those cards. I think if they have a Hulk that they're likely to play, you don't take the card. Yeah, right. Because you have to kill Hulk. That's definitely true. Unless you're also playing Hulk. That makes it easier. You still got to finish him with Killmonger. Well, uh, all right. So that one's the good one. That one's a very good one. Uh, the question that I was trying to get to uh, is how do you think this changes our our feelings on Killmonger, Usurper, the second Killmonger? I think it makes him substantially better. You can pounce into someone and then throw something at the same person. It also allows you... Um, yeah, that's pretty good. That's double impact and one activation without a, spending an action. It did cost you five power to do that, but still, I mean... It also, he still has an attack back too, which is really good. Yeah. I think that this this card makes Killmonger Usurper even... Like, I, I, I'm pretty up on Killmonger Usurper. I think this card makes him even better. So... That, that, I just wanted to say that. Uh, we can move on to the final card that's going to be in that uh, that pack. And it's going to it's called Trial by Combat. Do you want to take this one, Steve? Oh, boys. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Don't okay, worry about you, it. it it's, a, it's the longest one. Do you want to take this one, Steven? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, Wakanda active. An allied Wakanda character with an active leadership ability may play this card during its activation. Choose an enemy character with an active leadership ability within three of this character and play this card. The chosen character and the character that played this card roll dice equal to their remaining stamina. The leadership ability of the character that rolled fewer crits, hits, and wilds results becomes inactive for the rest of the round. Yeah, this is this is interesting. This is this is the one that is kind of. I I I don't think it's very. Good. I don't think it's good. I don't. It's think a tech. It's, it's a tech card. Yeah, it's te- It's techy, and it's it. It might be fun. This might. This is the fun. one that I thought was the fun one. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, it is this worth is fun. It is worth mentioning that Wakanda leaders tend to have more health than most other leaders that aren't She-Hulk. And uh, so if you put a little bit of damage on their leader before you play this card, there's a decent chance that you get this. Yeah, and uh, you usually do this on... This has to be done... Wait, does this have to be done during your leader's... Activation, activation, yeah, I, and now during its activation, yeah. yeah. So you you usually would do this right after you went in on an enemy leader, 
Yes. Like you you throw your leader at their leader and you do a bunch of damage and if you fail to daze or KO them, you do this and you remove their affiliation bonus. Awesome. Which if you were if you're doing it against Kingpin, could be the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. I also Kingpin want to also a lot of health though. I also want to note that it does say choose an enemy character. So I believe, and Les will correct me if I'm wrong when he listens to this episode, that you can choose a dazed leader and turn their leadership off as long as you get at least one crit hit or wild. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm I'm pretty sure choose gets away, gets uh, around the dazed condition. Because it's, it's not, not you're targeting. not targeting. You're not yeah. targeting. You're choosing. Huh. Okay. So you can take you can knock out Peter Quill and then use this and roll dice and as long as you get anything, yeah. you turn off everyone's uh, what are they called tokens? Winging it tokens. If you can manage to daze miles, mm-hmm. you can turn oh, off those man. free rolls. That's a big if. Oh, man. This is yeah. going up if you in put, my estimation. If you put, like, two or three damage on Miles, you probably also turn off his leadership, and that's a lot more yeah. doable. <laughs> right. It's, it, it's very good if you get this off against uh, Sam Wilson, too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was something I saw someone point out. Like, if you can get this against Sam Wilson on a turn where you're going to be dazing or KOing a lot of his models... Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this card is going up in my estimation. Like I think it might be good Fred, now. Now that we're talking about Fred, it. Brett, do you remember that there is a category of team tactics card that is a trap? Is this the trap? This is a trap. This okay. is 100% a trap. <laughs> it's okay. a fun trap. It is definitely a casual night I want to pull this off trap. Right. Do not take this to a tournament. <laughs> okay. Now, this card would definitely change if we, if it would say the um, the leadership is inactive for the rest of the game. Ooh, yeah. That's ma- that's yeah. probably too good. Yeah, <laughs> way too good. Yeah. Or too yeah. bad. We, ha- we if got you fail. Yeah. We just <laughs> happened to get. We got a good, two bads, and a trap. Which is right on par with what we've been getting almost in every single box. We usually get a good, a trap, and you know, the fun, like the fun trap cards, the good card, and then you know the bad cards. So. I feel like the uh, the these are all. Uh, I don't. I don't think that any. I don't think they're good. They're not all good. One of them is very good, uh, but they are in keeping with how this game goes yeah and still the worst thing about i know you mentioned the new killmonger with the other card the worst thing still is that that killmonger can't play usurp the throne right yeah yeah okay i just want to make sure that was correct i remember there being like a (laughs) glaring thing i just want to make sure that that was what it was you are correct he cannot do usurp the throne and that does hurt quite a bit 
But I think that being able to pounce and then throw someone into something is very good. Like, that's a very good effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's what Sabretooth can do, right? Yes. Yeah, my get yes. Yeah. The new Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Yeah. The new Sabretooth. Which doesn't see a lot of play, so now getting the same ability on the same threat character plus a tactics card. Yeah, but if you play both. Yeah. Yeah, just pounce and then Black Panther pounces too. Just pounce into everybody. Yeah. Just throw yourself <laughs> in everybody. I like it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this makes Killmonger with uh, Kingpin just really, really good. Um, in my like a lot better in my opinion. It's just gonna be hard finding the tactics card spots, but giving Killmonger a throw with you know his charge, special forces, plus the kill count tokens, I think it's a really good situation. I do too. All right. Uh, I think that that's. I think we've covered this enough. Uh, that Those are the new tactics cards. That's all the news we've got so far. Uh, but we have some games that we've played recently that we need to cover. Speaking of which, Steven, you recently attended the uh, the tournament that happened at North Coast Games? Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to go over how that went for you? Well, I will. Um, it's kind of long, though, so you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, we are at North Coast Games. Shout out to Les, friend of the podcast. He showed up and he was playing in this tournament too. It was good to see him again. Um, it was a 14 player tournament and it went three rounds. Um, I was playing a Defenders Midnight Suns list and my first game was against Gilberto Rivera, who uh, we've met a couple of times before and had matches at our local game night and in some tournaments um our that first game uh was a nail biter it was a win for me 11 to 9 we only went to four rounds because there was a time issue um they didn't do chess clocks they did the timer and uh gilberto and i were on the only map that did not have pre-marked areas <laughs> so we had to take time to set up our extracts and our secures um we were playing alien ship in demons downtown uh, we played at 19. uh he was playing emma frost uh beta ray bill captain marvel the original from the original core box crimson dynamo and winter soldier i was kind of disappointed he didn't have any more mutants besides emma in there but, um, and I was running Amazing Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, and Doctor Voodoo. Uh, like I said, in this game, it was uh, eleven and nine. It was very close. Uh, Gilbert and I were kind of perplexed about the time issue and how it wasn't um, going uh, correctly for us. So, uh, in the end, uh, I believe. Dr. Strange putting hexes out on people was very important. Uh, Dr. Voodoo had a really good possession turn where he possessed Bill, took an extract, and then reapplied Dr. Um, Brother Daniel to himself and went to the back point. Um, 
his leadership for Emma was huge. He was using it very, very wisely. And he was also wisely staying out of my ghost, ghost rider bubble. So, you know, crits weren't exploding and doing damage to people. So overall, very, very good game, very tactical. Like I said, we just ran into a time issue because we had to set up the scenario where everybody would just, you know, on the pre-marked maps, they just placed them down and they were going like, you know, 10 minutes before us. So, uh, next game was against Chris Ryan, who I also know. Um, played him once before, but he shows up at our local night sometimes. Um, this was a Montessi formula and uh, spider portals. Uh, Chris had priority in this one. Uh, I won this one 14 to 4. Um, no. Yeah, he conceded after round four because things were going going real, real bad. Um, he was playing uh, Doc Ock. Sinister Scientist, Ultron, Metal Tyrant, Rhino, Lizard, and Toad. And I thought I was going to lose this game in the first round because um, I was playing Daredevil, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Punisher, Moon Knight, and Iron Fist. And his Lizard came up the first round and tail whipped uh, Moon Knight and dazed him right away. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not good. <laughs> um, he did a Sinister Trap on my far left side uh which i think might have been incorrect so i just left that one alone and on a d map spider-man and daredevil are really really good at flipping other points that he had to abandon um toad of course went to the middle and got the middle extract for the montessi um round two uh moon knight wakes up and he actually dazes rhino uh, Toad also gets dazed oh. that round. Yeah. And then the Spider-Man went to the opposite secure point and flipped it. And then round three, Punisher went off. Because um, at this point in time, I have Grunts, a uh, damaged Toad, and a damaged Rhino. Uh, well, um, a dazed Rhino and a dazed uh, injured Rhino, injured Toad on round three. So I did Blood Red and Personal. Mm -hmm. And I KO'd Rhino, Toad, and the Grunts for an extra three victory points. Um, he was trying everything to get Iron Fist um, out of the game because he was on his injured side, but he lived with one health and got off the Iron Fist on Rhino, and things went uh, things went south. But he was very gracious. He's like, I just can't roll dice anymore. And I said, I understand, Chris. So... Um, Daredevil was also really, really good into Ultron because Ultron would fire his uh, beam at him, do like two damage. Um, Daredevil would block it or maybe just take one, move up and then strike Ultron. And he was doing like four damage each time. It was it was ridiculous. So, yeah. It, yeah. It sounds like you had a uh, one, a very good game, but also uh, like getting blood red and getting three victory points out of blood red and personal is huge. Yeah. Anytime like I see, a... anytime I see Grants, I'm going to put Punisher out with a blood red in person because that's just that's just Three one points. point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that finishes up that game, and I'm two and zero at this time. And then I finish up against Mike Sensei, who I've played a lot because he shows up at our local game nights, and um, we're, we're practicing. I helped him with his list. So I kind of knew it a little bit. So um, 
he switched out Rogue for Beta Ray Bill. I don't know why, but, you know, everybody has their taste. So uh, he was running uh, MF Rost, Hellfire Club. Uh, he brought Cable, Deadpool, Domino, and Gambit. He likes Gambit a lot, especially for the Dark Past play. Mm. Um, we were on Montessi's and Intrusions playing at 18. Uh, I have priority. I win this one 11 to 5. Um, running Daredevil, Ghost Rider, Dr. Voodoo, Punisher, and Wong. Um, he did stealth on the first turn, but uh, Daredevil picked on Gambit a little bit because he ignores stealth, right? Uh, on the second turn, uh, Punisher went through a portal facing off against Domino. He does his rapid-fire attacks into her, does three damage, and she's standing by a size one piece of terrain. And then for his second action, he does a war zone and dazes her. That's really... So, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, on the third turn, uh, Daredevil had come over. Punisher does the same thing again, rapid fires into uh, Domino, does three damage, and then um, and then their Daredevil's on a size three terrain, and she's right next to it. And I blow that up. Uh, Deadpool had taken damage from Emma Frost's leadership earlier in that turn, so he was on three health, uh, three damage on that side. Domino's KO'd, so Punisher was a hero again in this one. Yeah. And and then on turn four, uh, Devil's Deliverance on Cable, Gambit, and Emma kind of wrapped up that game because it was just big dice. So I went three and zero, and I won the tournament. Congratulations, Steven. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, I... I, I never played Blade once. I never played the Midnight Suns once. It was kind of funny. Punisher, real good. Um, I finished up a bonus game with, with Zach. He wanted to learn some things. So I said, yeah, we'll play a game. So we played, uh, we were on Portals and Hammers. And Zach is very Deadpool crazy, so to speak. And uh, wanted to play him all the time. But it was one of those things where a new player, and we all went through this, everybody just wants to hit stuff, right? Just make stuff go away. And he wasn't playing scenario very well. So we kind of stopped at the, the end of the fourth round on that one. So shout out, to, shout out to Zach, new player coming over from Warhammer 40K. So Always love to see it. Yep. Yep. So I would like to second the Punisher is awesome. I kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I we, we've been shouting that to the ceiling that the Punisher has is now in such it's a good so place. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it was just amazing what he did. Um, the blood red and personal, like I said, came through in that second game. I just made it, you know, just the the point difference so much, and then. On intrusions, he's really, really good because unfortunately that war zone uh, takes an action. But if you're not using an action to move, then you go through a portal, fire at something, and then war zone something that's close to terrain. It it's it's a beautiful thing. Yep, that'll do it. 
All right. Uh, well, thank you for that, Stephen. Um, does anyone else have any games that they would like to talk about? I, I know that I have one. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So I played against Noah, uh, and I was playing the uh, my uh, Spider-Foes list, and it was against his Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, we pulled Gamma and Cubes. And when I saw Gamma, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, this game did not go well for me. Noah played very well. He, uh, I'll tell you what, Brandon. He has learned the game very well. He knows exactly what to do with a Hulk. Because this game came down to Hulk versus everyone. And Hulk wins that fight. <laughs> Hulk, uh, I was playing Rhino, which was a huge mistake. Uh, Hulk basically threw Rhino into somebody every turn, and it yeah, was a I nightmare. Yeah, I thought of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, well done. <laughs> you taught him well, and he he performed very well. He he. I think the game ended up being seventeen or eighteen to ten, something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, he it he trounced me. And even if even if he didn't win on scenario, he was. So ahead on attrition. I think at the end of the game, I had only Doc Ock left. So, yeah. Doc Didn't Ock is right. hard to kill. He is hard to kill. And I ha and I did kill Peter Quill, and I had dazed uh, Rocket Raccoon, which I consider a, a minor victory. Oh, well. Uh, but that was the game that I played recently. Uh do either of you have games that you would like to talk about, either Brad or Brandon? Uh, I played three games this week. Okay. I think I think it was only three. Yeah, I think it was only three. Uh, I played As Guardians into Hulkbuster, or New Captain America with uh, Borka. He had Hulkbuster. Um, I was trying to like I, the main reason when I've been playing Asgard, I've been trying out like weird lists. Um, like weird combinations to see. Um, and in this game, I chose a combination that was just flat out wrong. Um, and I kind of knew it was going in, but um, didn't think it would be as damning as it was. It was super damning. Um, and then the game was just pretty lopsided. Um, I play, we were playing 17, I believe. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Let me think, 18, maybe 19. I'm trying to think. What did we play? I played... Let me tell you the models I played. That'll help. That makes life easier. So I played Angela and Thor. Gurge, Valkyrie, Wong. So 18. There's a key thing missing in that, as I did not play Beta Ray Bill. Mm. Yeah, which was just flat out wrong. I think the tactics cards I picked were correct. However, um, the model selection was just wrong. Uh and then he was just able to kind of pick everybody apart. Um, the key thing with Asgard to me is that you have characters that are just better than other characters at their threat value. And he was playing a lot of fours and above. So even being, you know, up a character on activation, having worse quality of characters um, just was bad. But I was, like I said, just testing some stuff out in that game. Um, you, you you learn and you move on. 
Um, I played another game against Borka where I played Inhumans. Um, we played 15 points. I played Black Bolt, Medusa, and Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> he played... Uh, New Cap, Hulkbuster... Black Widow? Black Widow. Two-point Black Widow and three-point somebody. 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 Um, he focused on Black Bolt. Um, Black Bolt ended up getting taken off the table. Um, he won on points, and he was going to win, probably going to win, but like there was a real scenario that if he doesn't win the turn he does that the next turn Cosmic Ghost Rider has a chance at almost table, or at least taking out two more characters. Um, so I got too far behind on points, um, but there was there was a real case that um, I was going to be able to, like, Cosmic Ghost Rider single-handedly was going to be able to, like, win the attrition race. Mm. Um, he's good. He does good things. Um, but... The list I created for Inhumans, I've already had to scrap because it was just... I was talking to Brad about it yesterday. Um, uh, I had, like, three Inhumans in the list, and I was I was, I'm, I was was physically unable to play at 20 points. <laughs> with the oh, way no. the list... Way, the way, uh, with the leadership, the way the list was constructed. Um, like, so I've got to go back and probably add in... It's unfortunate, but I probably really need um, Miss Marvel, and I just uh, I might just scrap the whole thing. I, just, I don't want to buy that character. I don't want to spend any money. It's not that I don't want to own that character. I just honestly just don't want to spend money and having to spend money to test out a list is not ideal. I might just proxy her and see if I want to, you know, continue going down that road of just testing in humans, but. I think I know what I need to know about Asgard, so I'll play them some, but I think I want to test out Inhumans for a little bit and see what what they got going on. And then the reason I found that out is because the next night Noah really wanted to play me because he got two games in, but he did not get to play me. Um, uh, and I was going to play Inhumans, and that's when I found out I couldn't play 20 points. <laughs> so that was, that was a fun little scenario that happened, but... Um, so we we switched to we were playing demons and scrolls at 20 and i switched over um i let him pick if uh, he wanted to play against criminal syndicate or defenders he said defenders so i played defenders at 20 points i played um hulk ghost rider daredevil punisher wong um i tabled him uh it was, I mean, it was a good game though, but there, um, I was able to, like, he got clogged up on one of the points and I was able to move there. I had activation and I moved, I got, a, I was able to move Daredevil in and do a 10 dice area attack into Agent Venom, Rocket Groot, and Star Lord after playing Blood Red and Personal. And I KO'd three of those four. I KO'd Rock or Groot, everyone but Rocket. So I KO'd Agent Venom, Groot, uh, Star Lord, and then Dazed Rocket. And then the game was just over at that point. Oof. Yeah, he oh was actually goodness. before that he was up by one. He was up nine to eight. Um, that got me three points. I was up by two, and then he had nobody left to activate, and then I was just able to go get all, just go sit on the rest of the points. 
and then the game was over. Wow. <laughs> so it was a good it was a good swing. Um we've talked about it. He has a real problem if he doesn't play the game when he's playing me, he's trying to play me and not the game. Um so I'm I reference it that you guys will understand. I'm his Borka for me. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just like I it's just all mental. Um like he knows how to play the game, but for some reason just kinda makes weird decisions. Um when he's playing against me, uh, but we've talked about it. He's, we'll play again and see if he can kind of come around. But he's definitely, he's definitely picked it up, and it's definitely kind of. There's a, there's a. Guardians is a really good starting affiliation. I, I don't think you need the qualifier starting. Yeah, I mean they're, I mean just like if you're starting out there, like they're a really yes. good affiliation to pick up to like get good at the game quick, like. They have a lot of. They're all quality models. Um, the affiliation is pretty simple. It's you know you don't. It's nothing too tricky, you know. And they get to do a lot of things. So. Yeah, you're right. There's like a lot of tools that will help you learn how to do a lot of aspects of the game. Yeah, and he didn't play. He he and he into to his credit, he did play like even at 20 points. He went wide and played um, like a lot of characters he didn't normally get to play. Like he played Beta Ray Bill, Gamora. Agent Venom, and then Rocket, Groot, Star Lord. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I was okay. trying to name and do math at the same time. So that was no, that's fine. Great for me. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Up as you went. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, it, it was a good game. Guardians are still really, really good. Um, as Steven. You know, also mentioned Daredevils, also really good defenders in a really good spot. So, um, yeah. we've been having some Surpri really good games lately. Surprisingly, I identified my first game as a Doctor Strange game, though. You know, because yeah. he had a lot of firepower, and like I said, the hex came in really, really handy because he had that decision point: do I take the hex off and do one attack, or do I leave the hex on? And do two attacks, you know. Well, and that's that's the advantage because you have play, you have that play, and then you have the amazing Spider-Man tech and affiliation. Um, mm. Like people are yeah. like a ton of affiliations are splashing him. Like having him in affiliation makes it a lot easier for list building. Well, I, I'd like to give one of our locals, Dave, a shout out because I went to Thursday night and I was running basically the same list, but instead of Amazing Spider-Man, I had Immortal Hulk, and he basically challenged me not to run Immortal Hulk. And I said, okay. Huh. But no. I have cut Immortal Hulk from my defenders list. So Yeah. Well, he, he was in there because of the blade splash, right? From Midnight Sun. Yeah, you have Obviously. the Siege of Darkness splash, so Right. Uh but uh like I said, I, I want to shout out uh like I said, I met new people. I met the new store uh the store owner Jason over there. He was very, very kind, very, very generous. Um all my opponents were great, very good sportsmen. Uh, can't say enough about that crew over there. So unfortunately they have their game nights on Thursday nights, like we do at recess on the West side. So it's going to be, you know, maybe once a month I do the, you know, um, pilgrimage to the east side of Cleveland. See, that's how you, that's you, yeah. You got to get with that play group and just, you know, if you guys can get everybody playing on two different nights, that would make yeah. life. You know, yeah. Zach, that's... Zach, that's Zach's home store. And he had mentioned that. So, you know, but like I said, Gilberto, Chris, Mike, all great players. So, you know, 
I, I, I can't say enough about them. So they, like I said, they were really good games. So Brad, do you want to talk about your game? I played two games. You did play two games. I, I forgot about your first game because I was getting obliterated during your first game. Yeah. I played, <laughs> I ran a demo for new players. Zach, um, he seemed to pick up the game and enjoy it. Uh, I lost. Um, As you should during a demo. As you're supposed right. to when you're demoing a game. Don't lift the curtain. <laughs> uh, oh, he might listen. Like, we got to edit this out. We got to edit this out. Yeah, no you, you're right. You're right. Podcast. He's going to hear that. Oh, no. Fred, uh, <laughs> what you did. Even though he, I said it first. Uh, there were some cool plays in this. And I taught him about all the various things. I got to throw a character and show him that. I got to throw terrain. Um, he got to roll some attacks and use re-rolls and stuff. He played defenders with uh, Daredevil leadership. And uh, I played some X-Men. And then I played against Noah... I played X-Men. He was playing his Guardians. Um, I got whooped real bad. I was like way up on scenario. I need three points to win. And uh, I had a chance. And then he killed my second to last model. And I only had Nightcrawler. And he still had his entire team. So there's just mm -hmm. no winning from there. He he did not have Drax. You killed Drax. I did kill Drax. Drax did nothing this game. It felt so good. <laughs> Your bane has been has been bested. So on the first turn, Kitty Pride moves up. She throws her four die. Oh, it was Paranoia. So he picks up a Paranoia and takes the damage on Drax. And I roll my four die energy attack. Uh, wanting to put Incinerate on Drax. So that Cyclops can shoot him and kill him. And I just roll super hot and daze him right there. Nice. With Kitty Pride. And then the next turn, he tries attacking someone with Drax. Like as his first activation, I think. Which was a weird first activation. but um, And nobody takes damage. Whoever he attacks just did not take any damage. And then I KO him. Uh, well done. Cosmic Ghost Rider, however, sucks. I hate him. <laughs> Everybody hates him, Brad. He he dazed Shadowcat turn one after she dazes Drax and does all but one damage to Colossus. Now, Ooh. Colossus went two more rounds before he dazed. A round and a half. Uh, between him picking other people to attack, thinking, oh, he's just at one health, I can get him with someone else, and just never actually doing that. And then the few attacks he did put on, um, he was able to block. Because uh, Colossus is normally pretty hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah. This is part for the course. Uh... I really, 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 really like Cyclops. I really wish I remembered his leadership, though. 
<laughs> I don't know why. I just can't. I did. I went through this with Storm too. There's a period of time where I forgot all about her leadership. But Cyclops is great. There are so many times I just. Uh, what's the attack called? Snapshot? Rapid fire? I don't remember. Not rapid fire. Where he gets to roll five oh, dice. Speed, and if, speed of sight? No, 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 no. Not that one. The one where he the rolls ability. five defense dice and then he does damage if you don't damage him. I got it's to do martial prowess, but not martial prowess. Yeah, it's more than two. Fast draw? Fast draw. That's what it's called. Uh, I got to do that so many times and deal damage, and it was great. You dealt a ton of damage with that. I did. It was so good. I was watching. I was watching at this point after ne my, my massacres. Never got to do it to Rocket, which would be the best. <laughs> Especially if you get three, right? Yeah. I even think one time he actively did not attack Cyclops with Rocket. Like, like he he was like, I think I'm, he was because he mentioned like moving up and doing it, and was like, wait, then I'm just like dead. Uh, it was a good game. Um, I didn't quite get enough victory points before he killed all my models. Hmm. Well, sometimes that happens. It does. Well, uh, is there anything else we can need to talk about before we go on to the gentleman we're covering today? I don't think there is. So let's move on. Uh... So today we are going to be covering the Shadow King, otherwise known as Amal Farouk. He has three physical defense, four energy defense, and five mystic defense. He has six health on both sides of his card. He is threat five, uh, size three, and movement speed short. Uh, br Brad... Let's let's go back to the way things usually are. Why don't you cover his attack suite? All right. He has two mystic attacks. The first one's called Mental Shackle. It's range three, six dice. It costs zero. He gains power equal to damage dealt. It has Wild Root. Uh, and after the attack is resolved, if it dealt damage, the this character may advance the target character short. His second yeah. attack is called Astral Disintegration. It's range two, five dice. It costs four. Add dice to the attack roll equal to the amount of power the target character has to a maximum of five. And target character cannot reroll or modify dice in the defense roll during this attack. Okay. Uh, Brandon, why don't you cover the first two um, superpowers? The first one is an active superpower called Astral Fiend. For three power, it costs an action. You place a projection token within three of this character. When measuring range for this character's attacks or superpowers, measure from the projection token. When measuring range for enemy mystic attacks, enemy characters may measure to this character or its projection token. When this character is dealt damage by an enemy mystic attack, remove this token. At the beginning of the cleanup phase, remove this token. And this superpower can only be used once per turn. And and the next one that. is yeah. the next one is an active superpower for immortal essence. For three power, this character removes up to three damage from itself. It can only be used once per turn. Okay, and Steven, why don't you finish out the card? Right, we have a uh, reactive superpower called 
um, night visions cost four power. When a character ends an advance within three of this character, this character may use the superpower. Roll three dice. The enemy character suffers one damage for each crit and wild end result. If this superpower deals at least one damage, then the character may advance the enemy character short. The superpower can be only used once per turn. And he has an innate omega level multiversal entity. This character gains one additional power during the power phase. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this. So there's a lot, a, a lot on this card that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, there's a lot of it's really good. Um, I don't like that. I understand why it's the case, but Astral Fiend being an action is like, mm, what is what are you getting for that action? You're getting an extension of the range, and you can use nightmare visions from much further away. But you lose an action and three power, and uh people who have mystic attacks can attack you back through it. Someone I help think, me here. Yeah, I think it's one of the things for that. It's it's going to be very niche. Um, I think the other two are much better superpowers. Oh, I agree. Uh, one something, of them is incredible. <laughs> I think something happened to where I feel like Astral Fiend may have used to be, was originally a tactics card um, and then got put on this card uh, because I think it was probably too good. Um, and then they made it. I think that's where the at the beginning where it gets removed in the cleanup phase. the The fact that it doesn't continue is like the worst thing for me. I don't mind the action yeah. if it doesn't just go away, um, because there's so many matchups where they're not going to have mystic attacks, so you don't worry about it. Um, this is really good to hit creatures like um, really far away. Um, if there's like, you know, one damage and you can use, you know, you don't want to leave that back point, you can kind of make the attack and hit someone. But I, 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 every time I read it, I feel like this was just a tactics card that got put on the character just because, um, it was probably too good if it just never went away. Yeah. I'll say if, if it didn't say at the beginning of the cleanup phase, remove this token, it, it would be 10 times better, but it would it would probably be too good. You're right. You could remove you last just... words and make it really good, Brad. Yeah. Uh, you could okay, remove well, well, one word and then you'd still play it. Action? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If you remove the word action, you'd you would play still this. do it. Yeah. Because then you get to attack twice after you place it. Right. Yeah. And which but... would be pretty solid. Uh, mental Shackle. Uh, his his builder absolutely rules. That is an incredible attack. Very, very um, good. Astral Disintegration might be even better. I mean, yeah. Like, his attack it's, suite is great. It's Penance Stare, but they can't re-roll or modify their dice. Well, but is it, they, don't, they also gain power from it. Yeah, but... But, but still, you're right. It yeah. is. It's penance It's like stare. half of penance there with a different rule for the other half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for seven power, you can make it, you know, range three and range two. 
and then you know ten die attack where they can't modify. Um, that's a use for Astral Fiend is you can just kind of nuke a character across the board. Wow. Um, it's with the two of them. It's range three, the width of the token, which is probably an inch, and then range two. Yeah. So that's that's pretty far. You can yeah. you can get pretty far away. Uh, yeah. He's. Pro- it is seven power. That's a lot. Like it's not. We're not gonna. Yeah. Pretend like it's not. He's probably okay on D shapes where he can sit on the back point and still attack the other two sides once. Yeah. A turn. Yeah, just once. I was thinking like he would see a lot of. He, he might be real useful if he stayed real far back on an E, like on demons or on gamma. Uh, and he was. Yeah, he never as, leaved that back point. Yeah, just never leave the back point and and attack people on their side. That'd be pretty handy. But I mean, here's another thing about him: is everything's expensive, and he doesn't. I mean, he does get an extra power during the power phase, but it's only one extra power. Yeah. So the real thing you're doing with this character is you're mental shackling, you're hoping for two damage, then you get to advance the character, then you get a nightmare visions, and then you get to advance the character again. What? Yeah. Uh, Why only two? You need four to win nightmare visions. He gets two power a turn. So you only need two from. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he should always have at least two. So like, you get to mental shackle. Hope you get root. You can advance the character in. Um. Then you get him nightmare visions, and then you can just push him right back, or bring him closer. Characters like uh, Miles Morales. This is really good. Like this card's so good against Miles Morales. Like, just Shadow King in general is so good against Miles Morales because he can just suck him in. He has Astral Fiend to catch him, and then he can kind of bring him in with Mental Shackle and Nightmare Visions. Um, as well as, I mean, Root's really good. More the, I mean, the more Root in the world is probably not a good thing, but, you know, it's still really good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is the thing. I, I, the thing about Nightmare Visions that bothers me is that it only rolls three dice and it only hits on a crit and a wild. Yeah. So, and, and if you miss that, it's four four power down the drain. This is also one of those cards that I felt like was originally five dice, and they realized it was entirely too good because of the advance. Yeah, I think that uh, the all this guy's advances advance play is so strong. They had to nerf him in a lot of ways to make him not completely busted yeah the original version of this card was absolutely bonkers guarantee it like that wasn't an like astral fiend wasn't an action like there was probably no cleanup phase like nightmare visions was probably five dice yeah he was probably absolutely insane doesn't mysterio have a similar power um power to nightmare visions at four power that does four dice yeah i think you're like trips and uh, something traps i don't know I'll, I'm gonna look that up because you're right. Tricks and tracks is the name of the ability. It is um, three damage. It's four dice. It costs three power. So mm-hmm. it's cheaper. Yeah. And Mysterio advances, so you're not advancing the other character. Right, but it's similar, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this was tested at probably four dice or five dice, and was just too good. And to be fair, Tricks and Traps is arguably the best thing on Mysterio's card. Yeah. 
Okay. There's about um, about a thirty six percent chance of getting of, of getting any damage. Yeah. That's bad. That's, that's really yeah, bad. That's not very good. Like that's but, terrible. Well, the only good thing about it is is that they don't roll defense dice. That's the only good thing about it. Yeah, it's if you get hits, uh, it's guaranteed damage. But that may have been wrong. I forgot the dice okay. calculator always takes into account defense. So that wasn't right. Uh, oh, okay. Well, st- uh, uh, does, do you guys see, um, I mean, I'm certain that there are going to be some tactics cards that, that are very effective for this guy. I have Steven, no what doubt. do you think about him? What? what is, I don't know, did, we, did Steven talk about him? I don't oh, yes. Yeah. Steven, let's. What what's your take on on Shadow King? We've been talking a lot. I think the three of us. It's a seventy five percent chance. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a lot better. Yeah, that's, that's not much better. better. I, I don't know if I don't know if he's worth five threat. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't see the five threat on here. He's a he. He would be a excellent four threat, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think um, what they did with this card is that they rated the healing pretty high. Uh, another character that I believe they rated the healing pretty high was uh, Claw. So yeah. I think Claw is a good four point. Okay. Um, but I think that the self healing is what bumps these characters up, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to have that like healing on like a four. Any, any of the characters that have healing seem really, really good in comparison to the ones that don't like i that's the best part about this card is like it's he's gonna be hard to kill three power is not gonna be hard for him to have and just being able to just remove three damage three damage is a lot Mm -hmm. yeah sure is so that that's the whole thing i think if you drop the immortal essence and drop him down to a four i believe he's a nice well-rounded character but that's but, not the case in this in this. But that's guy. not the case. Not, yeah, but and that, he that, only has he only has twelve health for a five. Yeah. Well, not that's great. that's my opinion on that. So. No, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, this card definitely went through a lot of modifications, and none of them were positive. Uh huh. Well, I'm I'm sure that this guy there's some bananas stuff that you can pull off. I still uh, actively want to play this character. I do want. I feel like we're we're being. I actively have plans to play this character, and try this character out. Um, so like, I I have a lot of ideas for this character. Okay. We'll see. Um, I'm. I, I I believe I I agree with Brandon. I believe in play testing. They probably had a lot of negative play experiences with the previous version of this character. <laughs> so. Like he can is he on a is he on a medium someone. or a large is he is he on a medium or a large base? Do we know? I have no clue. I would imagine at size three he'd be on a medium. Like medium's the minimum, right? Like there's no way he's on a small base. There's no way he's on a small base. There's only two size three characters that are on small bases. Yeah, and that's Mbaku and original Sabretooth. and I guess Sabretooth, um Apex He's full of metal. That's why he's a. He's not full of metal. Yeah, so I, I I feel as though 
this guy, I I am very skeptical as to whether or not he's going to be good. I'm I don't think. Uh, no, that's not. Um, let me restate state that. I'm skeptical whether he's going to be worth five threat. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure that he's going to be functional. Like mental shackle alone is a fantastic attack. That is an absolutely amazing attack. So, I believe there's somebody smarter than me that will figure him out. <laughs> and then you'll be like throwing your hands up in the air saying, "Oh my god, why do I play against this person?" Right. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason these things are the way they are. Like, I think he just ended up being entirely too good. Like I said, I think you just ignore Astral Fiend and just use it like it's a tactics card that takes an action for very niche situations. Um, I think you are trying to nightmare visions and immortal essence just to get damage in. Uh, Mental Shackle is an amazing. Mental Shackle is an absolutely amazing builder. It may be uh, one of the best builders. Yeah. Out his attack. His attack suite is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the problem is, I do think he's a back point five threat, um, which yeah. never feels good. No. Yeah, I think I. I I guess time will tell. Uh, a lot of his effects are going to be dependent upon how he interacts with other things. So, of course, uh, like it's tough to tell whether or not he's going to really powerfully affect the meta or whether or not he's just going to be someone that is an interesting play that you pick up every once in a while. We'll see. And his affiliations will matter, too. Uh, we know that he is going to be in the Brotherhood of Mutants. Is that correct? Yeah. And that him and Xavier will shat, uh, share an affiliation. I'm not oh. sure about that. Huh. They said that they were going to do that. I don't think this box will. Yeah, because there's no way that he shares an affiliation with Professor Xavier, right? That if just they can't shared, happen. If they shared an affiliation, then in timelines... It would be one of the two in timelines. It'd either be Brotherhood or X-Men. Could it be... That was... No, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> All right, well, because it makes sense for this character to be in Criminal Syndicate, right? So... I was, he I was kind of like Kingpin. He's not. Because he'd be on the timelines list. Correct. The timeline was stupid. But, um... They could also just add that when it actually comes out and they announce the stuff. I think I think for the Brotherhood <laughs> list, he, he was the substitute for Scarlet Witch who wasn't there. They've only edited the timeline list like three times. They can always keep changing it. I mean, Brandon's or, correct. They can. <laughs> they could change it. I mean, to be fair, they say a lot of things and then don't do a lot of things. So, like, they also said we weren't going to get any more, like, mass character changes. So, And then we had a, a huge one. Yeah. That, that's going to happen. And that's probably going to happen every year. And that's good for the game. Like, that's good for balancing. It's good for the game. It also makes people feel good when they get to play their characters. Yeah. Um, this is um this is the character. Like I said, it'll depend. If he's in any other affiliations, I think it could be helpful. I think he has play in Criminal Syndicate. Um. But, I mean, he's not... He, I don't know when you or if you ever take him in Brotherhood. Yeah, because there's a psychic attacker in Brotherhood that's a lot better. There's multiple psychic attackers in Brotherhood that are 
Just no, there's her. only one Brotherhood Psyker. Emma and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Well, I don't count Emma. Why not? <laughs> Emma's in... she's, she's, a... <laughs> she's flat out in Brotherhood. Well, I, I just count very her good. as Hellfire. So. She's very good. I love Emma. Though. She gets played out no, by the Hellfire. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I just defaulted to Scarlet Witch because they're the same threat value. Pardon my yeah. inconsistency there, but you yeah, know. and and I gotta say, Scarlet Witch is. I think that she's just way better than Shadow King. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when you said one, I was like, "Am I wrong? Is Emma not Brotherhood?" <laughs> like <laughs> I was, I I was flat out confused because I was like, "Oh man." I I am incorrect. No, I am incorrect. Good. Well, and the problem is you have two of the best psychic attackers in Brotherhood, though. Mm-hmm. So, You've already filled a niche. If he's in other affiliations like Cabal or Criminal Syndicate, they don't really have a ton of those. Well, Cabal has a decent amount do, now. But do you think he's in any affiliations that are not on the time timeline list? Uh, I'll be honest. I know we talk about the timeline, but I don't know shit about it. Um, that's, a, that's definitely a Brad question. There's twenty-four affiliations, but only fourteen in the timelines. I don't think so where else could he realistically be a part of is it just cabal and like criminal syndicate that could be things he'd be a part of he could randomly be actually hellfire club affiliated what value does having him be hellfire club affiliated offer like nothing right now okay but if you could, if you get more Hellfire Club members, then there might be a tactics card that specifically targets Hellfire Club members. Or okay. if they get a leader who has a leadership on their card. Yeah. All right. If you well, look oh. at the affiliation document, their Hellfire Club's listed, and Emma Frost is listed there. So if they get a different leader, you can still play Emma Frost as a Hellfire Club member. Huh. Okay. Hellfire Club's still really good. It's, I think, third on Longshanks. Well, it's tied for first on Longshanks. It's pretty good. Yeah. Still real Let's good. Let's give this guy a letter grade. Let's give this guy a letter grade. Q. Um, me. Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to give him a, uh, a good old C, and I'm debating on the C-. minus. debating the C-. minus. I'm going to give it the C minus. I'm going to give him a C minus because he's just, I don't see the five thread on him. I just don't see it. I guess that's, I guess that's me. All right. Uh, Steven, why don't you take it away? I'm at a C plus because I always value self-healing quite highly. Yeah. And his self-healing is quite good. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best healing things in the game. Right. Well, actions. Brandon, what do you want to give him? I'm I'm with I I'm with Steven. I'm going to get C plus. I think he has play in certain. If I don't again without knowing all his affiliations, I think he has play in at least a couple scenarios, um, which makes me not want to give him a C minus. It's unfortunate because the only affiliation we know him in, I don't know if he sees any play, barring a absolutely bonkers tactics card, which yeah. could happen. Okay, and Brad, uh, what are you going to give Shadow King? Q. 
a, a Q, okay? I mean a C. C sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I So I, I feel like we've covered it. He's just... He's been picked apart, clearly. He he probably was unbelievably good at first iteration. And just playtesting showed that he was going to destroy the game. So when you they, when you read it, that's how it feels. Like when you're reading this card, it feels like this is a card that just got absolutely obliterated during like edits. Yeah. Yeah. When I get this model, though, he'll be a pleasure to paint, though. That's a pretty sick, sick model he's got. Cool yeah. Model. They've done it. All the models they've had recently are just absolutely gorgeous. They are Their model game is top tier. Yeah, they do a great job. All right, Brad. Uh, talk about some comics that have the Shadow King in, in them. Okay. I have three recommendations today. Uh, the first one is Uncanny X-Men 117 by Chris Claremont and John Byrne. Uh, this is his first appearance. Uh, Charles Xavier gets pickpocketed. He chases down the little girl uh, who he can sense is a mutant. Um, and How does Charles him. Xavier chase down the, a little girl who pickpockets him? This is before he lost the use of his legs. Oh, okay. All right. That answers my question. This is young Charles Xavier. Okay. Okay. I think it's a valid question. That was a valid question. Uh, (laughs) So this, he starts trying to read her mind. This is Storm, by the way, but like nine-year-old Storm. And uh, he gets attacked back psychically. And so he follows that signature to uh, a local area cafe where he sits down at, his, at a table um, kind of near uh, what turns out to be Amal Farouk. And they have an epic mental battle that nobody sees in the cafe because it's mental. And only one of them walks away. You know who it is, Fred? Is it Amal Farouk? Because uh, is this when Xavier, Xavier loses? No, this is not when Xavier loses the use of his legs. So, it is, oh, okay, it is Xavier. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, Amal. R- R- I felt like that was a trick question. It felt like you were you'd phrased it in such a way like who walks away from this? All right, well, uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, in Amal's first appearance he dies okay (laughs) yeah does he just die in this cafe yeah does no one know like (laughs) oh no no people like jump up and like check on him after he like collapses and xavier like stands up puts his hat on and just casually walks away it's so badass (laughs) uh this is not the end of amal Farouk the Shadow King though he keeps appearing because he escaped to the astral plane uh, when his body died and he spends years and years possessing people and uh, fighting against the X-Men 
and Xavier and Storm in particular. Hmm. So, in 2017, there's a series called Astonishing X-Men, and uh, it's I th- the first six issues uh, by Charles Soule, Ed McGinnis, and Jim Chung are about a psychic force, uh, almost a virus, a psychic virus that's starting to take over the world um, centered in London. And a ragtag team of X-Men are hastily assembled to fight that menace. Uh, Fred, can you guess who this menace is? Um, Is it someone other than the Shadow King? No. It's the Shadow King. You're okay. really bad at this. Uh, <laughs> so that's not really a surprise. Hey, it's a psychic virus. It's the Shadow King. What is a surprise is who he has trapped as a prisoner on the astral plane because that person is supposed to be dead. Who is this? You want me to spoil it? Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. This is – I'm not going to spoil that. That is a big um, – Reveal. Yeah, a big reveal in the – and it's kind of the heart of the story. So go read it. It's pretty good. There are better X-Men stories, but it's pretty good. Uh, speaking of better X-Men stories, uh, New Mutants 2019, 14 through 24. This is Vita Ayala and Rod Reese. And this is uh, this is a very good comic book, and it's definitely the best Shadow King story ever told. Uh, so, okay, a lot of Shadow King's history is pretty confu- confusing uh, because at times they hint that Shadow King might be a, an ancient evil entity that possessed Amal Farouk. And sometimes they suggest that the Shadow King is Amal Farouk. And so this story sets out to set all that straight. And uh, and you get to see who Amal really is. And who the Shadow King really is. And that may or may not be the same thing. Once again, I don't want to like give away the heart of the story um but it, it's really nice art it's very well written uh to really enjoy it you have to have some background in the shadow king but you don't need much more if any than the two other stories i told you like those might give you a good enough idea of who the shadow king is Okay. All right. Well, uh, those are some comics that feature the Shadow King. Brandon, this is going to be an interesting one. Tell me a faction, an affiliation bonus, I should say, that you think that the Shadow King would really shine under. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a surprise. Um... Yeah, no, we all know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Um, no, I, yeah, I think he's, I think he's really, really good under Kingpin. Um, yeah. oh, having multiple advances. Kingpin criminal syndicate. Wow. Uh, 
wild, right? Um, I, it's really just the advances. Being able to advance two characters a turn, um, if you can activate him last, and you could, you have the ability to advance two characters off of points, plus getting root. Um, being able to heal yourself is kind of the like damage reduction. Like that's kind of like the trade off there for like what I'm looking at stuff. And then you have nightmare visions. Um, also, I think in this affiliation, Astral Fiend actually probably comes up more times than it doesn't because you can actually use it at actually attacking across the board and pushing characters off of points you shouldn't be able to push characters off of. Um, so no one's really safe with when it comes to the the Fiend token. Just the at that point, you're really using three powers, and both you're at you're basically using your turn to pay a three power. To move a character from across the board off a point, um, and I think that becomes really useful. It's going to suck real bad if you don't, you know, deal damage and can't push them off the point. Um, but, I mean, you just got to be a little strategic about who you're targeting with the Mystic Attacks uh, and just kind of, you know, hope for the best. But I think that's where he's really, he can really shine. It's, again, going to be really tough to play a five-threat model and just kind of, like, hide him. But he yeah. can still be he can still be effective while hiding, um, and that's going to be important. So, do you know what uh, affiliation he's going to be really good in? Not Brotherhood. Any other affiliation that's going up against Kingpin? Yeah, he's also really good against Kingpin. That's he's really accurate. good against Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, being able to kind of come in, stay healthy, and like the Mystic attacks are really good against Criminal Syndicate. Um, and just being able to push two characters a turn is going to be really good. It's, it's the same thing. Especially, like, you could pair him with Shuri and Wakanda, um, and then you're pushing everybody all the time. <laughs> Having seven or eight threat and a lower model count affiliation, uh, being able to then just kind of start and having a, the ability to push four models off of points a turn is going to be really, really hard to deal with. Uh, so there's a, there's a good second one there for everybody. Wakanda. Uh, probably M'Baku. Wakanda. I'm not going to lie. At the top of my head, I actually forgot what like half of M'Baku's leadership does. Yeah, this is the one that allows you to prevent being pushed. Yeah. So like this yeah, so you're 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 trying to hold points and you can push people off points. I just wanted to make sure that's actually what it did before I sounded like an idiot. Um and then, you know, it also his second part of his leadership allows Shadow King to get damage across. Um Oh my god, I'm hungry. <laughs> so you can get that extra damage across with the, the spin or the builder. Um, with his second part of his ability, uh, the wilds turning at, at other dice into hits. So, okay, uh, Kingpin well, and Mbaku. Okay, Kingpin and Mbaku. Well, the uh, the only thing that's left for the show is my non sequitur recommendation. So, uh, there was a show that uh, was called Legion that that really featured. Uh, I, I guess it didn't really feature the Shadow King, but it the does. Shadow King was. Yeah, I, he. Yeah, it does. I didn't want to. It it features the Shadow King. Uh, 
w- one, it's a good show. I, I, I like it. But uh, the thing that I'm going to recommend is another show that stars the main character from, uh, from Legion, whose name I forget. I forget what this actor's name is. Uh, but the show is called Downton Abbey. Uh, it is a period drama piece, and uh, I am a sucker for a good period drama. And this is maybe one of the best. This is uh, showing uh, life in Edwardian England, and it's an incredible show. Everyone should watch it. It's it's really, like, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, maybe. Uh, Fred, you should have stuck with recommending Legion. <laughs> Everyone should watch Downton Abbey. It's really good. Everyone I stand by that Legion. recommendation. It's very weird and great. <laughs> I mean, Legion right. is also very weird and great. Watch Downtown Abbey, and then when you're feeling, um, if you if that I'm makes sorry. you feel I'm less sorry. manly, I'm, sorry. Then watch I'm gonna Legion. interrupt you. You just said what'd you call it? Downtown Abbey. It is Downton. It is not Down. downtown. It's Downtown oh, Abbey. I apologize. The Abbey is in the <laughs> middle of a big city. It's Downtown Abbey. And, yeah, and, I just and thought remember, she was hanging out downtown. I don't have a clue what that show is. So. And remember, remember, Black Widow attacks with battens. <laughs> you and you can't forget the throwing bats. croissants. You're definitely throwing yeah. croissants. If you're not doing that, you fucked up. All right, everybody, <laughs> we're calling it here. It was great hearing from all of you. Uh, everyone should go out and, and pick up Shadow King. Except you probably shouldn't. All right, I'll I'll see everybody later. Goodbye everyone.